Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Malarkey. Um, it's a it's a fun day today. We actually have three of us. Um, yeah. My name's Tessa. I I'm am Tori. a host. And um, our question is, what would be the coolest animal to scale up to the size of a horse? Which I think is fun. Um, and then and our have... special guest. Me. <laughs> Just me. Just me. All right. It's. It's, um, I, I mean, our special guest has been spoken of many, many times before on yeah, this just show. Just try and guess. It's Adam. No one can no. guess. We don't. We don't. No, we were going to leave it till the very end. Come on. Oh, damn. Sorry, I didn't get the memo. Guess. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, before. Biggest criticizer. And fan. <laughs> Two in one. Um, before we, because I know we talked about last time playing this game, which is um, part of what we're going to do today. Um, I also would like to say that Adam had an excellent addition to our last tangent at the very end where I suggested weighted chest emails. <laughs> he said it would be more subtle if it were weighted dentures. And I think that's an <laughs> excellent idea. It would be. I just think death by weighted chastity belt just has some ring to it that death okay, by weighted dentures it... doesn't what we weren't talking about death but i like to think that it's like on a tombstone you know like someone's just passing yeah. by reading tombstones and that's what it says i do think that dentures if you had weighted dentures you you can't you know you probably talk like that because you couldn't like move your jaw very easily because if if your dentures are really, really weighted, it's going to be I've never had dentures, but I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know how that would work. I'm like, what? Yeah, a strong jaw. They'd ha you'd have to have a strong jaw. Actually, if you manage to talk with weighted dentures, you could probably bite through almost anything. If you, like, reinforced your teeth. Dude, you get Actually, the, this you might get be a joke. We were talking job. about like, yeah, we were talking about strengthening things. But if you like replaced your teeth and then wore like weighted with dentures, no, but like you need teeth that could like bite your stuff, so, like with metal or something like that. And then like had weighted dentures so that your jaw was super strong, you could bite through a lot of stuff. Damn. Um, well, I think I know how I need to upgrade my chompers. Yeah. Start with the weighted dentures, and then once your jaw is strong, switch out your teeth for like metal. That'd be fun. Yeah. Right, yeah. We can bite through jawbreakers. Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. How many licks would it take to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop? One oh, bite. I thought you were going to say Jawbreaker, and I was like, that is almost, <laughs> but not quite. Jawbreakers, Tootsie Roll, Pop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, what you said. Yeah, okay. I think <laughs> anyway. we, should, we should play around in this game to see what, All right. see what happens. I'm still not a hundred percent confident on the specifics of how to play it but i'm sure we can figure yeah. it out you've played it before <laughs> i don't i've played it before yeah but like you know like the little intricacies like the specific stuff like i know the general like the gist i've of never it, played it winging is good our lovely host having never played i think that's really funny all right well i guess we can just get going so what's the job that we're interviewing for the turquoise card uh private detective oh mm. sorry do you want to go first sure since i seem to be the only one who knows how to play this yeah, game you seem to be more confident than any oh. of us 
qualification is a blank card. Get rid of that. I don't want that. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> don't tell me yet. I will. I'll tell you when I want to know what my card is. You're just gonna start. Just start going without yeah. knowing any qualification. Well, yeah. Bold move. Hello, my name is Sneaky McSneakerson, and I, and I want to be your private detective. I think I am the best qualified to do all of your crime needs, solve your crimes, and <laughs> why. Are we hiring you to do crime or solve crime? Whatever you need, I got you. I can solve them, I can do them, I can cover them up. Private detective. Am I supposed to I respond? You can, you're the judge, you're like the, you're interviewing. You can ask questions. Tell me what okay. one of my qualifications is. Okay. Gluttony. <laughs> I like to eat. You can pay me in food. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Like that, that's pretty good. You save all your money. Just give me some food and I will do all of the job. What type of food? Any food. Food costs money though. Yeah, yeah. well. Probably cheaper than paying me a rate. True. Get you some top ramen. Go for <laughs> it. That's a food. I'll eat it. What's my next qualification? Okay. Uh, false teeth. <laughs> so hear me <laughs> out now. It's because we were just talking. This fits in so well. <laughs> um, another reason that I think. We've, been, we've already kind of talked about this, you know, but I think that a really good reason that I would make a good private detective is to have these really good chompers. So if I need to threaten anyone, I don't even need to have weapons on me. Like, they can search me. I don't have anything. But you know what I do have? My chompers. And they are metal. And I used to wear <laughs> weighted dentures to bring this up. <laughs> and so my jaw is a beast. It's a powerful beast of its own weaponized accord. And <laughs> it's not very uh, I can range. chomp through anything. I was going to say, I have a question. Can I ask questions too? Yeah. Technically no, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Adam said, what about range weapons? What if you have your only have your chompers and you're facing like a gun or something? Sparrow you eat the bullets. You That's stop them with your works. teeth. It is. And also I can use weapons too. I just, if I need to go undercover for a real secret mission, this isn't like an ambush, then I just, and like if I need to go for airport security or something, I still got a weapon on me at all times. Because they're teeth. <laughs> they're false teeth though. Yeah. Okay. Next. Hallucinations. Wait, hallucinates. Hallucinates. <laughs> so. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about this child that I used, no, this, my old, my old detective agency I used to work for. I have, I've had a job like this before. This isn't my You're first experience. I am experienced. I had a boss who suffered these major hallucinations and it's why I had to leave because he would send me on wild goose chases you, at one point, he tried to shoot me, but I ate the bullets, so don't worry. And he just, he would send me on all these, like, these terrible crimes. And so I just, I needed to get away from that. I don't like hallucinations, okay? I have a little PTSD with some getting sent on wild goose chases due to hallucinations. But I think that it's a good, it's why I'm here, you know? I had to leave that behind. I had to come here 
find a new job with someone that doesn't hallucinate. Oh, yeah, you have to hallucinate. No. The card says hallucinate, doesn't it? Yeah. That's about you. One of your qualifications is that you hallucinate. Well, I said my old boss hallucinated. That's Maybe a, you that's hallucinate a... your old boss. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a scapegoat move right there. Oh my there. god, fine, okay, fine. <laughs> You're so rude. This is not how you play this game. <laughs> okay, I don't know how to play this game. <laughs> anyway, fine, okay. You're the I'm one playing fine. the game wrong right now. I am not playing the game wrong. Like, I thought the, from my understanding of the game, it was like whatever they give you were the things that you have to take and make it sound like that's why they should hire you. Yeah. Well, like, it is. So it can be reasoning, it can be part of it. It doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. But I can oh, see, change I thought... it if you want to play you want to play that way i don't okay. i don't really care either way i just thought that that's what it was it's like it's a qualification and so they give it to you and then you make it sound like it's a good thing about you when really it's a bad thing i do have a story that i could switch it to if you want me to be the hallucinating no no it's fine okay <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> a calendar model all right <laughs> so usually when a, you have a private detective you need someone that's super inconspicuous someone Someone no one expects, you know? So take me. I was a calendar model back in my old days before I was a private detective for my hallucinating boss. But, <laughs> so no one suspects me because, well, I'm gorgeous. I'm a calendar model. And also people, they just, they don't think that this, this fantastic model of a human being could be a private detective, you know? It's, a, it's the perfect disguise. No one expects me to do anything. But here I am, solving or doing crimes. But here I am, doing things. Fire me. <laughs> Dramatic pause, <laughs> sip of something, hire me. All right. And I will be a model for your calendar too. All the private detective weekly, monthly, calendary, yearly. <laughs> Got it? <laughs> Daily. <laughs> <laughs> just pay me in food i will do all of it wouldn't you get fat nope i'm a model and everyone knows models couldn't possibly get fat no it's fine I eat. <laughs> okay and then i run it off in my is it tesla turn yes yes it is okay okay so it's private detective all right I'm gonna give me a qualification. I want something to start with. I haven't done. Hey, you have to give time. your name. Be your um, belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my name is Roger Balls. Um, Balls with a Z. It's a it's a Z. Up. Yeah, Roger Balls. The balls are spelled with a Z. There's a lot of confusion around that um. a lot of times. Um, and I am applying today to be um, a private detective for you. Um, is it private or is it, what was it? Private. Private, okay, private detective. Um, and um, I, just to uh, start off, introduce myself a little bit. I have a beer belly, all right? Listen, all right, so really? listen, I have a beer belly and this is really important and it actually is an essential part of being a private detective because um, the other applicant was talking a little bit about this. You don't want people to, to really suspect you. You don't want people to look at you and think that right there 
that is a private detective because that's not private at all. That's not secret. When you're a private detective, you need to be subtle. You need to fly under the radar. And my beer belly makes people underestimate me all the time. You look at someone with a beer belly and you don't think they could do a flying kick to your face, but guess they can do a flying kick to your face, you know? So that's just uh, one thing that's uh, really strengthens me. I think as an applicant is people look at me and they go, yeah, that guy can't do anything. And then I can. What's the next qualification? Okay, it's going to be heights. Height? Heights. You're it's fucking height. kidding me. <laughs> Is it actually just like height? Yeah, heights. <laughs> heights. Height with an S at plural. Oh, heights. Oh, okay. Um, fun fact about me as well. Um, heights, I'm a fiend for heights. I love um, you know how a lot of people are like, oh, I'm scared of heights or whatever. I am the opposite of that. I love heights. I love to get super high up and just feel the thrill of the potential of falling to my death. All right. Sounds crazy. And you're probably wondering now, why on earth would this qualify me to be a private detective? But here's the thing. You can see so much from up high. You can see so much shit from up high. And Many a times while I've been um, on my thrill-seeking journeys really high up above cities and towns and stuff like that, I have seen crimes going down and I've been able to give the police an accurate description of the crime going down. You make people out from that high up? Yes, ma'am. Excellent eyes. That's what they called me in high school. Oh, God. You could be chasing after someone and then, then suddenly you have to take in, you have to just enjoy the heights and then stop running after someone. Do you just do you just watch like can you like how do you well get... I mean I'm so high up I can't really like do anything about the scene but afterwards I have inf- I have insider information from watching from above what I mean that's the thing about to, like, heights it doesn't ever and then they just get murdered but you're so high up you can't I'm not saying that's how I solve every crime I'm saying in my free time I spend mm. a lot of time up high as that is part of my thrill-seeking personality uh-huh. I spend a lot of time up high and therefore I end up seeing a lot of crimes that I've not even been asked to investigate yet but I do investigate in my free time if hired and it paid enough anyway what's my next qualification six pack <laughs> wow <laughs> all right here I'm going to let you guys into, um, this is a, this is another thing that qualifies me. Obviously I'm going to let you guys into a little, um, rarely known secret, um, about the, the health industry. All right. Okay. So here's the thing about like the fitness industry. I mean, here's the thing you can have a beer belly and a six pack at the same time. And I already mentioned earlier how people would underestimate me uh, because of the beer belly. And I, I wanted that, you know, that's a, that's a, that's something that really helps me fly under the radar. But I also mentioned how I can still take them down despite, despite the beer belly. And so here's the thing. If I take off my shirt right now, you would see the beer belly and on the beer belly, there's a six pack. Is it drawn on? No, <laughs> it is a full on for some reason. I have the beer belly and then on top of the beer belly is just muscles. It's grotesque. It's really gross. But on the upside, that six pack helps me take people down. It's gross to look at. That's why I keep my shirt on most times. But that six pack really helps me take people down. So, you know, you can have a beer belly and a six pack at once. It's an anomaly and it's rare, but it's something I have and something that helps me take down criminals. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going with the next one. (laughs) 
Next one, uh, steroids. <laughs> now this is almost a given. I mean, if you, I, we've been talking about uh, my six pack and my beer belly at the same time. And how does one get a six pack and a beer belly at the same time? You may be asking yourself, well, A, eating and drinking a lot. B, getting hyped up on steroids and just going crazy at the gym. And that way the two kind of combine into one thing. Another thing, the steroids kind of helps replicate um, my love of heights and that feeling of exhilaration. So even if I'm not up high and I need to be on the ground and focused at work, I just take some steroids and then it's so easy. I like move a hundred times quicker. It's so much easier to hunt down these criminals when I'm on steroids. So, and you know, I'm not like competing in any athletic competitions or anything. So it's not who's going to get me in trouble for it. I'm, I'm catching criminals. I'm, I'm bringing people to justice slowly but or quickly but surely <laughs> to bring you to justice no are steroids illegal i don't know i think they're I like illegal i think they're illegal in like competition but i'm not sure if they're illegal just like in general anyway are you committing I crime use, i mean you were i you were the one offering to commit the steroids i'm offering and admitting to crime Oh. I said you were offering to commit crime. Yeah, that's different than admitting to crime. Mm, to yeah, a but that's, that's solicitation to commit crime, though. But it's it's still that's a that's a that's an arrestable offense. Yours is worse. <laughs> oh, is that so? <laughs> anyway, I um I'm the duality of men. I am both a beer pack, beer pack. <laughs> I'm both a beer belly and a six pack. I think it's just a beer pack. I, I have an amazing insight into a lot of crimes because of my love for the heights and steroids make me go bonkers in a good way. Hire me. Will that affect how you are at work? Definitely. No. I'm a high functioning. Uh, people on steroids commit high functioning tasks all the time. People are cheating and athletic competitions. Crazy. No, they don't. They just like, I mean, they're like all hyped up and stuff, but they're not like hyped up. They're like high energy and everything, but they're not like, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're like just super high energy. So, I mean, am I going to be high energy? Absolutely. Will it be a manageable amount of high energy? Yes. All right, mm -hmm. Mr. John Balls and Mr. Skeets or Skates. My name was Sneaky McSneakerson. Oh, Mr. Sneaky. Oh, uh, what was yours again? False teeth. Gluttony hallucinates and calendar model. Okay. Give me a one sentence why you should be hired. We just did so one many. One sentence, only one sentence. I am an unstoppable force that can get paid in noodles. Um, I am, whoa, just one sentence? Yeah. I'll be your private investigator. <laughs> I think Tori wins because she's uh, way less than minimum wage. Mini yeah, minimum yeah minimum wage. Paying, paying like her salary and food would be kind of lit. All right. <clears throat> I like missed. So I like totally missed. Really funny because I like came back and you were just finishing. I like had to leave for a second. I came back you were just finishing talking about your like hallucinating boss and I was like what is going on <laughs> I know I saw your face when I, you just when you came in at the end and we're like uh I missed something I literally said I missed something because I was like I came back and I was like this does not add up in my mind 
I think we should do one more round. Yo, oh, you know what would have been funny? Oh, I didn't even think about it. If my six pack had been a six pack of beer, and then that would have gone along with my beer belly. That's where I thought you were gonna go. I was not thinking about that. I was thinking, yeah, I, I was thinking something kind of. I like had this alarming mental picture in my mind of someone with a beer belly, and then just on top of that, like curving around the beer belly, like muscles, like, like four. six pack muscles. No, yeah, I mean, like yes, four in, in... but you can't like see his muscle in in that movie when he does have a beer belly i was picturing like take a imagine a six packs and then lay it over top of beer belly yeah yeah that's like how thor looks at one point in the movie with a beer belly yeah you can see like this that the six the outline of it yeah oh okay i'm gonna say i just remember beer belly thor and then like ripped thor no it was kind of a mix Mm. anyway i say we play one more round and then be done with the game Sounds good. What's our job, Chief? Mime. Mime? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Do you want to go first this time? Mm. I can if you want. Sure. I don't care. Okay. Okay. Um, My name is... I feel like mine should just motion everything out and that's not very interesting for a podcast um my name is elizabeth mimmington and i'm here today to um try and be your your mime i'm very good at it um and so let me tell you a bit about myself could i get a qualification please private jet what was it private jet private jet all right one thing about mimes is I feel like you always see them in um, in public places all over all over the place. I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of mimes in like Paris and stuff like that. But like a good mime surprises you, awes you, shows up in places you wouldn't necessarily expect them to perform. So my private jet really helps me uh, get around and show up in places and entertain people and awe people. I'm not one of those mimes who goes to the same place to perform every time. I go all over the world to show people my talent and I am willing to go anywhere that you would like me to go with my private jet. (laughs) Could I have another qualification, please? Shed. Shed? Shed. You can, you can interpret that anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> another thing I have, which I live in, is um, my shed. And now you may be thinking, how do you have a private jet and a shed? But I very intentionally live inside of my shed instead of um, an apartment or a house or whatever. I prefer to live in the shed because I am someone who is on the road all the time. Like I said, I travel all over the world with my jet to perform all over the place. So I'm not someone who needs to have this big extravagant home because my life's work is devoted to mimery and to being the best mime I can be. And I can't do that staying in one place and being overly settled down in one place. So I only have a small shed someplace where I'll just go to sleep and hang out every now and then but mainly i'm just on the road being a mime <laughs> can, I, can i get the next qualification All right boomerang now i know what you're thinking boomerang weird right mimes don't have 
you know, physical objects. And let me tell you something. This boomerang isn't real either. I have here my premium boomerang. This trick always goes off without a hitch. It's something I can perform anywhere at any time. And everyone will always be incredibly impressed because this boomerang, no matter how I throw it, no matter what I do, it always comes back to me, always. You know, I could throw it, I could throw it out the window and it would make it back into my hand here, just like this. And you may be thinking, what a beautiful color. Well, it's not a color because it's invisible. Anyway, this is my best trick. This is a trick that I could do anywhere at any time. And I've never had this trick go wrong. This is my kind of like go-to finisher for every show. So you can imagine how impressed people would be when I throw this invisible boomerang and it comes back to me. Just saying. That's a, not a lot of mimes have the ability to do the invisible boomerang, but I have trained for years and I've traveled all over the world and performed in front of many different people. So I'll take the next qualification. Boy, tentacles. <laughs> now, tentacles. So I am actually a human octopus hybrid. So I have a set of uh, tentacles coming out of my back. Um, there's eight of them, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So I have eight tentacles and, you know, it's not like, memory is not an easy task. You know, it takes a lot of good motions, good movement. And with eight extra tentacles, eight extra arms, I mean, I can control them. I can create even more elaborate illusions by using them to help me um, reinforce my memory because tentacles, I mean, these tentacles are basically like eight extra arms. I mean, it's kind of like my invisible boomerang here with these tentacles, I can mime out so much more and I can put up so much more impressive. Yeah. I have eight tentacles. One, two, they're all coming out of my back. Um, and so, so I can, uh, put so much more impressive work out there into the world with these eight tentacles than I would be able to do with just two hands. I mean, no two-handed mime could ever stand up against me because I have eight tentacles, my little um, my imaginary boomerang and a private jet. And I only live in a shed because I'm so committed to my craft that I will never settle down in one place. So that is why you should hire me as a mime because everything really comes together and a beautiful picture that makes me perfect to be a mime. Thank you. You just right. have one boomerang or do you have eight boomerangs for each tentacle? All right, Miss Elizabeth, we'll have just, to hear the next one. Perfect. It's, a, it's just one boomerang because I never lose it. It always okay. comes back to me. Yeah, okay. it always back comes back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my name is Mr. Motion <laughs> and I am, I'm here to be your mime. Yeah. What's my first qualification? Self-loathing. So <clears throat> you might want you might be wondering <laughs> what brought me here today. How does one whose name sounds like the boss of a gang end up here applying to be a mime? And let me tell you, it's a sad story. And I went from the top. I ran a business, hence my name, Mr. Motion. It has Mr. in it. My parents knew I was going to be a boss. So they were like, yes, Mr. Motion. So I, but everyone in that business, because they all wanted power and money, they would 
they would talk shit about me all the time. They would say really mean things. So slowly, slowly, I just, I lost all confidence in myself. And you know who I think are the most confident people on the planet? Mimes. I think they're so confident. I think they're so cool. They just go out and they do exactly what they need to do. And they don't, they don't care what everyone else is thinking. And I think I need that level of confidence. I need that boost. So here I am begging you to let me be a mime. I need this for my, my mental being. I need to be a mime. What's my next qualification? Survival skills. Now, because I used to be a big businessman, I, I built up all of the survival skills necessary. I have all of the tactics and the, and the defense mechanisms. I have all of the, the training. My father used to be a, a forest man. He <laughs> would... Forest man? A forest man. So we would go out into the woods every once every two years. And like we, the Lorax? Kind of like the Lorax, but we didn't speak for the trees. We just learned survival skills. And so I could survive out on the streets. I could be a mime anywhere. I could do it. I learned how to survive in that forest. I learned how to survive in my business. And I know how to survive on the streets, which means that along with boosting my confidence, this would be a test to all of my skills. And I think it would be perfect. What's my next qualification? Right, your next card is soft hands. So another thing that I'm need is soft hands because they need to be able to do anything. You know, they need to be able to motion anytime, anywhere. It needs to be fluid. It needs to be good. And if anyone, you know, and they just, they see this hand and it's soft. They can see, they can tell, they know it's good. The good soft hand. Uh, next qualification. Greed. What? Greed. Greed. Oh, so because I came from the business world, there, there's a lot of greed. I admit to my, myself was greedy. It's how I got to the top. I, I did things I shouldn't have. And I think that it's really necessary that I, I get rid of everything, go back to my childhood forest ways and just go back to the streets, learn how to mine, build up that confidence. I don't need, I don't need things. I don't need physical things. I just need the confidence to pretend I have physical things. I just need to be a mime. And I have such soft hands that I know it'll work. I know it'll be great. And you know I have the business ethics, the business, well, the business ethic to get there because I rose in my business and I'm so young. I rose all the way to the top. So I know if I set my mind to this, I set my mind to being a mime, I will succeed just like my business. All right. Where's Mrs. Elizabeth and Let me call Where? my security team really quick. Make sure they didn't do something they weren't supposed to. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth? Well, since she seems to be out of the running. <laughs> well, we'll give her, give her a second. I can, do you have any questions about me or my business? 
Um, anything, any golden tricks that you do? Oh, absolutely. I can convince anyone of anything, like a true businessman. I also but have mimes very don't speak. soft hands. I don't need to speak to convince them of something. It's all about body language. It's all about it's all about the look. It's all about the vibes. It's just, you just be, and if you focus, you can get exactly what you want. I don't have to, like I said, you don't need to have any physical things. You just need to act like you do. It's that fakeness. It comes in and it saves everything all the time. I will be a fantastic mime. I've got all that skills. Just need a confidence boost. Because all of my business friends are mean. Okay. Tell me more about your Lorax dad. So my mountain man, he, <laughs> my mountain man of a father, he grew up in, in a cave. He runs in the family. They, they have this cave deep, deep in the woods. And they all grew up there, very, very cavemen. They build their own things. They don't enter society. My father was different. He thought we should enter society. He wanted to be in the world. He wanted to contribute. So he decided that he would leave the forest, leave everything he knew, and come to the town. So he did. He came to the town. But he still missed his forest. So he made sure that me, his son, would go into the woods at least once every two years for a weekish to hone my survival skills. So just in case society were to crumble again, we could survive in the forest in our cave. But he got reined into society and he ended up staying. And so then that's where I grew up with, but we all got disowned by our cave family because they don't like society and they do not appreciate us leaving the cave. It's like, it's much like the Croods. Have you watched the Croods? Except the family didn't come. <laughs> okay. What past experiences do you have in Mimery? Well, that's a good question. Let me tell you. I went to this show when I was little and I was walking around and my father was taking me to a business meeting because he was training me to be his successor for a business. And um, when we were there, there was, there was this mime there who just looked so happy and sad and was just living his life right in front of us. And he didn't have any actual things. He didn't need things to be emotional. He was just there. He was enjoying himself. He was crying. He was doing everything. He was being angry. And I was sitting there and I was like, man, I wish my forest man business father would let me be like that. And so that's how I know that mimes are the most confident people in the world. And I need to gain that confidence. I need to go back to my roots. I need to be that mime. I want to be like him. He was my role model. That's it. Yeah. yeah we I were had stalling to a, for a while. Yeah, we were stalling because you left for so long. I just kept telling stories. <laughs> Yeah, I, okay, so what happened was, let me explain, so I left earlier because I heard someone, like, knocking on my door, and then they didn't, like, come in or open the door, because normally, like, the thing mm -hmm. at our house is, like, you knock, and then you just, like, open the door, basically, if it's open, um, and, like, no one came in, and I was like, what happened, 
And I got up and I went out there and I forgot that one of my roommates is house sitting a cat. Mm-hmm. And so the cat was just banging on my door. And I was like, sir, what do you want? We don't even know the cat's name because my roommate can't remember what it is. Oh no. And I was like, sir, what do you want? And so that was like when I left the first time, just briefly for a minute. And then I went back out there and he literally wouldn't stop trying to touch the burner that was on in the kitchen. Like one of my roommates was cooking and he kept trying to put his paw on the hot burner. And I was like, please, please. We, we decided to call him cream cheese for the time being. So I was like, please, Cece, don't do this. Don't do this. You have so much to live for. And that's why it took me so long. Cause me and my roommates were trying to teach him some manners. Cause he won't get off the counter either. It's like, who raised you? Cats aren't supposed to be on counters. Who, who taught you this was okay? Anyway, what were your qualifications? You missed my whole story. I know I did. And my stalling stories. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm okay that I missed the stalling story. The qualifications were uh, greed, soft hands, survival skills, and self-loathing. Soft hands? That's a card. That's awesome. Wow. Right. Yeah, bummed I missed that. I can also go back and listen to the podcast, though. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth and... Uh, Mr. Motion, I think Miss Elizabeth wins because you got tentacles and do so much hand movements and expressions. And I don't care about Mr. Lorax. But I said he wasn't the Lorax. Come on, I went through this whole- but Tori, but Tori, think think about this. No, I know. Would you or would you not want to see a mime with eight tentacles performing? Oh, I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> like that no was just that was it. just a really, really, really good card for mime. Like if you get eight, if you get if you get like tentacles for another job, that might not fit so well. But for mime, I don't think of a tell me a job that, that having eight tentacles would be a no no. Uh, I can't think investigator. Of I think you would like, want eight tentacles. No, but you can't disguise yourself. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Mm. It might just be, it might be, okay. I'm not saying that eight tentacles would not be good for a lot of jobs. I'm just saying it's particularly helpful for miming, I feel like. For like a job yeah. where you are like motioning things out, having the extra like arms or like appendages, I feel like would be helpful. It would be something. Yeah. Thank you, though, for stalling for me. (laughs) But you missed my whole heart-wrenching stalling stories. I bet I did. Maybe, I feel like that's maybe part of the reason why you lost, though, is because Adam (laughs) got sick of them. He was the one asking the questions. Oh, good. Were you? You're the one giving answers. (laughs) Were they heart-wrenching, Adam? Did you, were they that, were they? No. (laughs) They certainly were. You have to listen to it and then. I don't care that you wanted to be a mime since your dad didn't let you or something. <laughs> that wasn't listening. You weren't even listening. <laughs> I Maybe. always wanted to do an expression like that. I wanted to show that emotion. Something, 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 something. <laughs> I feel like maybe it's kind of funny that because I had to disappear for a second and that Tori talked for so much like longer than I did, it actually ended up hurting her in the long run for this job because she I just, was... it, it feels like, like, I know that you were just stalling, but it's kind of funny because it's like, it's like you, I literally like you, was done talking and then I was like, well, well, I'm going to keep going because she's still gone. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny because just imagine this, like in an actual interview situation, an applicant sits down and just starts talking about 
just like starts drawing on sympathy so much i feel like i'd be kind of like mm. too oh i hated every second of it too but i was like I'm there's so no other I, choice i'm so glad i could force you to do this the only thing i'm sorry for is that adam had to oh my god i think you like hurting me <laughs> me never what <laughs> i would me? never absolutely not i've been absolutely. playing pokemans again my training session nice that's so funny because i haven't been i like was gonna sit down and play it last night and then my roommate was like you got smash on your switch and i was like yeah i do uh uh, i have a question okay have you gotten to the part in pokemon where you you make like poffins or whatever they're called Mm, i don't know i'm thinking probably not just based off of where I think you stopped because we have already talked about how wrong Tori plays Pokemon um, definitely wrong thank you thank you Adam correctly so wrong I think I need to kick you out of the zoo also that is not a winky face hey thank you thank oh my gosh Adam we need to have you on every week oh my god this no what this is I feel targeted, and you are. this is not no, Winky Pete. You're targeted, no, it's but not, it's It's just an awkward Winky face. It's just like a, it's like a one you can't wink, but you're trying to anyway, like a little goofball. No way. Yeah. Not you possible. Should put, you should put like a poll out or something to see what people think you mean when you're sending that face. Because I guarantee you they don't think of it as like an awkward wink. I think knowing me, they know that that's what I think it is. They they probably know that's what you think it is, but like, it's not what it is. That's not what it is. And it like, is I think I is. think they they probably know in their in their heart and minds that that's not what it is, even if they know that's what you think it is. Oh, it's what it it looks like it. It looks like a little goofball trying to do a wink. Then you should probably get your eyes checked. <laughs> I can see <laughs> just fine. Mm-hmm. Just I'm... not at night. I can see just fine, except for not at night or when I'm looking at that at that really weird face. I can I see the face fine. I just don't have good night vision. Mm-hmm. Is that I is can... that true? Bro, we walk around at your house all the time at night. Do you not remember me falling all over the place? Well, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that if that was universally true or if that was just a problem that you had at the time. <laughs> I thought, oh, I guess, I guess I was forget because I have good night vision, so. I know. <laughs> so I leave you in the dust a lot, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> looping back to the Pokemon thing. Um, I'm pretty sure you haven't gotten to it yet, based on the fact that you still haven't advanced any further. But there's this, like, one part where you're supposed to bake things for your Pokemon that makes them, like, cooler or, like, more likable. And then you, like, enter this, like, competition or something. I have managed to successfully make it once and all the other times it has turned out, they call it, they call them like foul poffins or something like that. And I literally keep getting angry and trying to remake them and like wasting ingredients on poffins that just turn out foul. And I, I keep getting so mad that I just stopped playing again because <laughs> I have to make a bunch of good ones if I'm going to enter this competition, but like I can't, I literally can't. I had to look up. I was like looking up. I was like, what? am I doing wrong and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing you're just bad at cooking we both know if anything that's true about you well we're the same right so yeah but I'm not that bad at cooking 
You're good at baking. I don't know if you can cook. I'm okay at cooking. I'm definitely better at baking. Adam, do you have the same inability <laughs> or struggle with cooking that your sister does? Adam doesn't cook. I, I make ramen. I had to teach him how to do that. No. What about no. the oven? Do, could either of you handle the oven? No. Somewhat. So maybe... Uh, See, but I don't, the problem with us making ramen, we don't have to boil water. So when I have to make ramen at home versus here, it's different. I don't know how to do it here. I did it wrong, actually. I tried to make instant ramen by myself the other day and I didn't do it right. And then I ate raw noodles. And got what a do you mean cake. you don't have to boil water? We have a boiling water tap. Here? At, at the dorms or at your house? No, at my house. You bro I didn't know that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I probably did at some point, but I forgot about that. Yeah, so we just literally put water in the bowl and then put the noodles in and it's done. Dang. Yeah, it's I've not, only ever I've only like, ever made no top ramen level of cooking. boiling on the stove pop top. That's the only way I've ever made top ramen. Yeah, we don't know how to do that. So when Adam says he can make top ramen, he can't. He just, he can make that, he can put water in a bowl from the boiling water. It out. <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, you just, you literally just, I mean, to make water boil, you can just turn it up to like the highest temperature, make water boil, pop the top ramen in there. It cooks for three minutes and then you take it off and it's done. I don't know. I did it wrong. Well, did you use the cup? Was it like in a cup or was it like the top ramen where you take it out of the package? You're supposed to use the microwave. That makes it taste. <laughs> and you did it wrong? It did. So, I mean, there's instructions, you know? I know. I read them. I thought I followed them. But and the noodles were raw. And you didn't like try and fix it or anything? Oh my no, gosh, I'm I just realized busy. I've been messaging the waiting room participants this entire time instead of you guys. No, I was getting them. Oh, you're getting them? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you just keep sending the same message like a lot. The same message? Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, I got three messages from you that saying the same thing. So I'm assuming you tried to send it. Oh, really? Because mm -hmm. I mean, I kept sending similar things because um, I kept having to like leave and stuff. And then I, anyway, it doesn't matter. I just had this like moment of fear. I was like, oh my gosh, have, have my messages not been going through at all? I at least warned you when I was trying to leave. That's true. I have a fun quote that my friend said to me last not last night uh, one of the times one of the nights mm -hmm. one of my friends looked at me and said you threatened to make out with one armed robber and suddenly no one will mug you and i think it's really funny because is there just, context behind that or is that just the whole thing that's the whole thing now listen Dang. listen i was thinking about oh no, no okay so i made the joke um do you want me to kill that guy for you as one does john mulaney yes so mm -hmm. Then uh, she said something along the lines of like, uh, throw, gotta throw him off his rhythm, but don't worry, I'm always on my rhythm. No, I'm always off my rhythm. So I was like, oh, so then you have to throw him on his rhythm. Give him a knife. Give your mugger a knife. That'll, <laughs> that'll cause suspicion. <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, no, I'm just, you try to make out with one armed robber one time and now suddenly no one will mug you. <laughs> Throw them on their rhythm. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. It's a good tactic. <laughs> you, you make out with one robbed arm. Whoa, robbed you armor. Arm, Armed <laughs> robber armor. one time. You robbed that makes me think about. That makes me you think arm about one robber. <laughs> you arm one robber and suddenly no one will mug you. That makes me think about the um, I don't know why that made me think about the like, does your dentist booty call you? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> was that did that happen during this podcast or was it outside of the podcast? Oh, uh, I think it was outside of the podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I got like a call waking me up from my dentist that was like, hey. You want to come get your teeth cleaned? And somehow Tori and I were talking, I think right before we started a podcast and was like, she was like, I was like, my dentist booty called me. And Tori was like, does your dentist booty call you? And I was like, "Mm, sometimes. Does your dentist booty call you? Sometimes. Sometimes. You're fine. So I forgot what I was saying. Okay, so we're reaching the end of our... Yeah, we should probably start talking about the question. Let's see. Um, oh, it was. It was about making an animal horse-sized. Okay. What would be the coolest animal to scale to up to the size of a horse? I feel like it'd be cool. Okay, I kind of have two. I always feel like I have like two answers. I have two answers. One is one that I think would actually be cool. And one is one that I want to do because I think it would be the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. So first off, I think it'd be really fun to like scale a dog up to like horse size. Cause you know, like Naga from Cora. I would love to have my own dog that I could ride around. But I feel like there are some that are like. They're not like horse sized though. I mean, there's like, there's like big dogs, but like horses are even bigger. Like I want to, I want a dog that I could like ride super, super easily. Cause like, if I tried to ride like a bigger dog right now, like I could probably do it, but it wouldn't be very easy or comfortable for either of us. (laughs) I want like a, like a big dog. That's like really, like, it's really easy to ride them and like run around with them and stuff. Okay. Kind of like, I kind of like Clifford, aren't they making a, um, a Clifford live action movie, Clifford the Big Red Dog? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Adam. All knows. right. What's your uh, second? The second one, which I think would be gross, is if you made a fly horse sized. Because no. I think they're like hairy yeah, and like are. prickly and no. like really gross. And I think because whenever I see a fly, like I'll see like some pictures of flies or like really zoomed in on them. I think it'd be like that, except it's like big enough and it's like right in front of you and it'd be really disgusting. And I think it would make people really uneasy. So yeah, that's, that's why gross. that's why I want to do that. This is my two. Have, oh God, that's gross. I have two answers also because I think they're fun. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think a hamster mm. because one, you could ride it. It would be really fluffy and I think it would be really fun. You know, like in Gravity Falls, when there's shrink and there's that giant hamster that they ride around? I want that. Yeah. That'd be so fun. <laughs> um, second, I would scale down a dragon to horse size. Can we scale? Oh, I guess. Because I think that would be also really fun. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm down to scale down animals. I thought that would be fun, too, because, like, they're yeah. normally big. But then if you scale it down to a horse size, you got, like, a, a mini dragon a baby 
Adam, do you got any? Or wait, is that? Yeah, that was both yours. You got anything, Adam? Uh, I guess a gecko. Yeah. And oh, and then a husky. Yeah. Yeah, a dog. Big would be cool. Would you ride like the gecko, or would you just be pals? Both. Both. Yeah, I think a gecko would be kind of cool because, like, if we're talking about like, okay, so if we're talking about like full-on fantasy then yeah you can scale down a dragon but like if we're talking about like modern world here today like a gecko or like some sort of like lizard or something would be like the closest you could get to like a dragon you know yeah but i don't want a gecko i want a dragon that'd be kind of cool to have like a really big bird did you see that picture did i send that to you of the snake that was like really really fucking giant and was like wrapped around a tree house and went all the way down the tree to the end like to the ground no like hung over it was huge there's some really really big snakes they're scary yeah they kind of are my brother got like a snake and i like last time i saw him he was like three feet and i like asked him i was like how big is he now and he's like well almost 10 feet and i was like Whoa, <laughs> what yeah no thank you he's really cute his name's monty and he's a python I don't, I don't want it. He's really cute. Mm. I think snakes are, snakes are cute. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think, I think it depends on the snake, but Monty has these puppy eyes that are really sweet. No, I will not Actually, be meeting Monty. How are you going to get along with like a dragon then? Yeah. I like dragons. I think they're fun. I don't like snakes. Hmm. I feel like dragons are smarter. Maybe. What if, what if, what if, what if I invent a dragon and like create genetically a dragon and it's just like an animal? Like, it's just like, you know, like, and a lot of like fantasy stuff, the dragons can like think and have higher processing than a lot of animals. But what if I make it and it's just a big fucking lizard? I think I could still get along. Animals, all, each animal have their own certain degree of like intelligence and i feel like mm-hmm. dragons naturally do have a higher intelligence so even if you made one that was dumber than a normal dragon i think i would it would still be smarter than a snake in my opinion about and a crow? i would still do well i love crows Ooh, that would be a really good animal to scale up to a horse i think i've seen a movie where there's a giant crow really probably that sounds i mean that's that'd be that'd be really cool i'm beginning to like lean towards some sort of like flying animal because I think it'd be really cool to like be able to like fly wherever like how in Pokemon there's like the fly function (laughs) and you can fly from town to town I would do that on my giant crow also like crows are like pretty smart aren't they crows and ravens are both pretty smart smart. yeah they remember like people and faces and stuff so like you could actually probably have like a loyal crow if you like feed it well treat it well give it shiny things make it happy i want to befriend crows so bad you know i don't see that many crows i want to too but like there's not that many crows around me i feel like see a lot of blue jays a lot of blue jays a lot of blue jays i see a lot of uh robins and like sparrows too but like i see a lot of crows here there's a lot of crows out here then what are you doing I try. I talk to them. I say hi. Well, no, you need to give them things. I don't have things that crows. I don't know what crows can eat, and I don't want to give them the wrong thing. Then they, give them, give them. I don't have vibe. seeds. Give them shiny things though. Give them like little bits of tinfoil and stuff. But if they eat it, they won't. They like they like hoard shiny things. I think. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think they like eat them. I think they I think just like like to, give to have them. Seeds. Probably. But I don't have seeds. I have seeds in my house. Well, that doesn't help me. No, it does not. 
Well, you ought to get some seeds week. then. I know. It's just such a pain. <laughs> just saying, you have the best opportunity out of any of the three of us here to befriend crows from the sounds of it. I'll just try next semester. Yeah. I'm only here till next week and boop boop. Yeah, I'll be back on Saturday, Friday. I'll be driving Friday. to get you. Hmm? I'll be back on Friday. No, what did Adam say? He said he's driving to get me. Oh, yeah. Quite a trip. Um, How are your finals looking? I have one on Monday, which is tomorrow. And then I have performance on Tuesday. And then a paper due Wednesday. And scene analysis due Thursday. And then my last final on Friday. Nice. So it's going to be a busy week for you. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Are you done yet? But school no i Bummer. think it ends this week nice nice yeah it's weird i i just finished last week and it's kind of like i have to remind myself what some of my hobbies are because <laughs> there's all this extra time and i'm like what do i do now you read the to be read book list oh my god there's that's that's a overwhelming task even for me to take on because i started been, reading while i've been in school i haven't had time to read but it's just been building the to be read list yeah, Wait, I've started it. reading more books and I again and I like it. Mm. You play Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Who do you main? Okay, when I was younger, I mained Pikachu. Now when I'm a bit older, I typically will main like I like to go with Ike a lot of times. Okay. I what about you? I just remembered uh Super Smash Bros. And I I used to main Kirby and now I main Ooh, uh, Kirby's a good one. Now I'm in Jigglypuff. Nice. Because the uh, when you grab them, it kind of humiliates the other person when you just <laughs> roll on them. Yeah. That's fun. That's the reason. I really like, that's one, I've been switching around because I haven't played that much recently, but like last night when I was playing with my like roommate, I like switched around a lot. And so I like, I started with Pikachu and then I went to like Ike and then I played Kirby because I used to play Kirby a lot too. And then I played like Mewtwo or something. And then I played Jigglypuff and Jigglypuff was actually kind of crazy. Yeah. I used to play Pokemon Trainer. Yeah. Cause I liked, but then I'd always accidentally launch myself off of the platform. Yeah, lot. I kept accidentally, I played Pokemon Trainer once last night and I kept accidentally switching Pokemon when I meant to be doing an attack, like in the middle of fighting. And so I think I lost. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. I also played Kirby though. Yeah, Kirby's Kirby's a really good one. Ooh, and I, I recently have started to really like Lucario. Ooh, I really want to find Lucario in Pokemon Pearl. I I basically had Lucario in in um uh Shield. Lucario was basically on this it was actually a level above the my starter Pokemon because I I love I've loved Lucario since like the shows but it's really fun to play Lucario in Smash too. I also like playing that one black haired girl with the sword. Yeah, what's her name? Like Bayonetta? No. Oh yeah, Bayonetta's good too, but Bayonetta has guns that she can use from her feet. So Oh. That's not who I'm talking about. Oh. Right, well, think we should really about. we should probably <laughs> yeah we're at almost an hour here <laughs> all right thanks for coming adam we yeah, will thanks for joining us thanks for we'll hosting. be back in the lurking void next yeah. week Good. <laughs>
you belong. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to just talking about you without you able to respond. It's more fun that way. Then I don't feel targeted. Well, I like I like ganging up on you with Adam. Okay, no. so that message should be uh, oh that is not a winky face. Mm. Mm -hmm. you keep bringing this back it is no. it is a winky face it's, it's just so true. you're gonna confuse if you like send this to the wrong it's person like they're gonna be so well. alarmed yeah it's, it's blushing because it's like they don't know how to wink they're just doing their best like they just it's the no. awkward like it's just mm -mm. The, like haha mm -mm. it's <sighs> two two against one here this is why i three need against to one again so my roommate agreed too no no y'all hurt me all right look fairly well fairly well